But this area of body image, my heart is, you know, even today, us sitting here chatting, I want to see women start talking to each other about it in, yeah. in, in a healthy, productive way. Welcome to More Than Small Talk. We're Susie Eller, Jennifer Watson, and Holly Gerth, writers and real life friends. We're inviting you to go deeper, become freer, and feel more connected. So imagine you have a cup of coffee, a mug of tea, or a green smoothie in your hand, and we're all hanging out in your favorite place together. Hey, More Than Small Talk friends, we are going to kick off a little series about how we feel about our bodies. And to do that, we invited Rachel Gilbert, who is a friend, fellow podcaster, counselor, veteran fitness instructor, and also the author of a book that has just released called Image Restored. So Rachel, we are so excited about having you with us. Thank you for having me. It's an honor to be here. You know, when I look at your book and your life's work, Rachel, can you tell us why you wrote this book specifically? I love to also ask that question of authors because there's almost always a story behind it. And I for sure have a story behind this. Um, For today's purpose, I feel like I could take the next 30 minutes and tell you my whole story, but we won't do that. I, you know, like a lot of people, women and men, um, I would say my story began young. I have a memory of being in the fifth grade and being in PE class. And for whatever reason, I'm pretty sure they don't do this now. I hope they don't. But they were weighing us on one of those big, clunky, you know, giant scales. And the gym teacher would yell out your weight across the room to the other gym teacher. And I developed quite young and I was definitely significantly heavier than several of my friends. And um, I noticed that the number was higher than the others he'd been yelling out. And then he proceeded to just say something to me about Goldner. That was my last name at the time. You know, what you've been eating? You want to make it up that oh, rope. Wow. You need to lose some weight. And went on with my day. You know, it's one of those little things now I realize, oh, that was a small T trauma in my life for sure that I just kind of went on, never told anybody about. And then I just had multiple events like that over the years. And then when I was in high school, I had an abnormal hip injury that doctors really couldn't figure out what was going on and went in and they just told me, well, we need you to stop playing basketball and we need you to lose weight. And they didn't tell me how to lose weight, but I just left that day and I um, stopped drinking sodas and candy bar, eating candy bars. And within about a month had dropped 30 pounds. And so for the first time ever had experienced what it felt like to go, oh, wow, this is what it feels like to be seen. And I got my first boyfriend and ended up in a bad relationship there. And so I spent the next several years yo-yo dieting and really doing it all in private, um, lots of disordered eating and over-exercising. And then even went to grad or to my undergrad and got my degree in exercise physiology. Cause I was like on a mission to learn everything I could about the body. And, um, it wasn't until I was pregnant that the things that I was struggling with in private became more public. And I had gone to a doctor's appointment and had gained quite a bit of weight. And I was just sure my doctor, I was about to be in trouble by him. Just like all the other times I'd weighed in and I was in trouble for my weight. And I was just staring at the floor, like hanging my head in shame. And for the first time ever though, 
thankfully I had a doctor who was a believer and he could tell something else was going on. And he's like, great. He asked me to look up at him and I looked at his eyes and for the, I just was met with grace and kindness and love. And he's like, I'm not worried about your weight. You don't need to be worried about your weight either. What's really going on. And that was the first time that I had opened up to talk to anybody like at all. Like nobody had, I'd ever spoken to anybody about what was really happening because on the outside, my body was looking great. People were complimenting me like, you look awesome. And, and inside though, I was just withering away. And, and so that was the first time I talked to anybody about that. And then I left that day. And it, at this time I was pretty heavy into the fitness industry. Um, and I left and just cried out to the Lord and sat in my car and cried and said, God, I'm sick of trying to do this struggle on my own. Will you please come in and teach me? I know this can't be mm-hmm. your design for my body, for other women that I know that are going through this. And so that was the day that my healing journey began. I like to call it a journey. And then later I did go back to school and uh, became a counselor and then got to work in an uh, eating disorder center. And now I do specialize in, in working with women in this area. And it's just has been really fun to take the pieces that I've learned personally and also professionally and help other women start walking on their journey to freedom as well. Yeah. So what are some of the signs that someone's struggling with body image? Like if someone's listening and saying, oh, I related to some of what Rachel shared. I wonder if there's something I might be trying to figure out too. What would you say are some of the signs to look for? Definitely shame, hiding, uh, beating ourselves up over things, unrealistic expectations, comparison. I mean, there's a lot of a lot of different things. But the biggest thing I would say that if you're listening and you're going, well, I wonder if I do, too. If you're wondering, that might be something that you should probably explore, because if you don't, if this isn't a struggle for you, um, then there's probably not a much of a, a wondering there. Does that make sense? Like, yeah. 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 Well, yeah. I think that that leads into perfectly about, tell us about the body image timeline, because if someone's like struggling and saying, I think that there's something here, how can they put that in place and really examine maybe some of the things that they're experiencing and really see it like kind of streamlined, right? Yes. Yeah. I love to do body image timelines because Something that was important to me in the in the book, but even just in my work as a counselor, is to recognize that back whenever I first started getting my healing in this area and I changed the way I was doing fitness and different things, and I would starting to get asked to speak in churches and I would speak on the topic and I'd always feel like I'm just handing one piece of the puzzle to them. Cause I'm like, oh, there's so much more here. Like, I feel like there's so many layers because yeah. sometimes it's a cultural thing. Sometimes it's, you know, core beliefs. Sometimes it's different, different aspects definitely affect our body image. But one piece that has been important to me is this, the, the trauma and those little, we call them little T versus big T traumas. Mm-hmm. And in the book, I don't address big T traumas. I tell people what they are, but I recommend, Hey, if we notice on your body image timeline, you've got some big T's, we need to go see a professional counselor for those. But the small yeah. T traumas, like the one I told you about getting weighed in gym class, coach shouting out my weight. I never went and told anybody about that, but absolutely that affected me. Right. And yeah. so those are the things that when we stop, how often timelines are one of my very favorite things to use in counseling, by the way, for any area where we're stuck, I'm like, okay, let's just look at the theme 
because a couple of things happen. One, it gives us space to actually process those events that we never gave a voice to. And they're kind of just, sometimes it's, it's, it's as simple as that going, wow, that was pretty wrong that coach did that. Oh my goodness, that hurt my feelings. And that just even taking you know a few minutes to do that is very powerful. But then the other thing that it does is it helps us notice themes because I know for me, whenever I put my timeline <laughs> together, I noticed core messages that I took away and then I was able to go, oh, here's this huge core message I have in this area. And I'm able to submit that to God and say, okay, what do you actually say? What's, what's the truth around this where I had all these years believed this one theme message and yeah, that's why it's just so fun to lay it all out and even just give us ourselves that space. It's almost like journaling, but in a timeline <laughs> format too. Yeah. So what are some of those core messages that emerge? Because I imagine that other people have some of the same ones. So can you share some of those with us? For sure. Um, well, I saw there was definitely a lot of shame. Core messages for me, um, my worth is in my weight because <laughs> I could tell you all stories for days on just all the different things, but definitely my worth is in my weight that my, um, my ability to be loved also, because again, when I was able to lose all that weight, mm. I got some attention, which felt like love, even though mm. it wasn't, it felt like it. Mm. Um, if I want to seat at certain tables, I have to be able to look the part. I tell a story in the book about that. Definitely. Those were some themes. And the interesting thing about me writing this book on body image, you know, the name of the book is image restored. And after I wrote the book, the Lord's so cool um, to just bring things full circle. I realized it is so much more than just body image, it's image because mm -hmm. a core message over my life. Again, when I noticed on my timeline was fear of man fear of what people are thinking of me. So whether it was my body, my performance, my, all the things, um, it was just that fear of really just wanting to be accepted and being willing to do whatever it took to be approved and feel approved, like people approved of me. Um, you know, you talk about listening to our bodies. Rachel, how can I learn to listen to my body and, and how does that help me? It's such a great question. I'm a big fan of that mind-body connection. And so a, a great way, first of all, I believe that our body is always speaking to us. So for example, when you wake up and you had planned to go for a run, but your body hurts and you're tired. And in that moment, we can either choose to listen to the cues that are being sent of, okay, I'm tired. Like I really need yoga right now, or I really need to stay in bed. My husband, and I just did this yesterday. We were supposed to get up and go to a workout and we both woke up. We looked at each other and we're like, nope, we're going back to bed. <laughs> and we went back to sleep for another hour. And that was what our body needed. So that it's always speaking to us. But one thing that I love, um, I do practice EMDR therapy. <laughs> and one of the things that I, uh, a question that we'll ask whenever, so for example, if you were doing that body image timeline that we just talked about, and you were looking at one of your events and let's go back to my example of me on that scale, uh, whenever I was in the fifth grade and I was bringing up this memory Obviously, we're not doing therapy here, but we would we would say something like when I think about myself uh, on that scale in the fifth grade, what feeling comes up for me? And I'm like embarrassed, honestly, like just that's, a, you know, my first like, oh, embarrassed. OK, where do you feel that embarrassment in your body? 
And usually, oh, well, I I feel sick to my stomach. Oh, I feel like somebody just punched me in the gut. Okay. When we can do that, when you can start asking yourself that simple question of how'd that make you feel? Okay. I felt embarrassed. Where do you feel that embarrassment in your body? I feel it here. Some people will say, oh, my, my chest is tightening up. Oh, I, I, I can feel that my, the, my shoulders are getting really tense. And that is our body speaking to us saying, wow. hey, there's something still here that we're hanging on to. And it's really cool when we clear those memories, you go back and we do another body scan is what we call it. And they're like, huh, yeah, I, I don't feel that anymore. It's gone. And it, it, that's our, our body's way of saying, okay, we've released it. We've processed it. That memory channel is clear and we're good to go. Wow. That's really powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so you talk about how the process of rebuilding your body image is similar to building a house. And it feels like we're talking about some of that now. I'm sure mm-hmm. listening to your body, you know, is part of that. So what are the other pieces of the process if someone is saying, okay, first of all, I'm going to get Rachel's book (laughs) so that she can walk me through the whole process more in depth. But if you can give us a few steps that are part of that now, just for people to get an idea of what that is like. Yeah, for sure. And by the way, in case anybody's interested in why I likened it to building a house is because whenever I set out to write a book on body image, as I mentioned over the years, I've just noticed there's so many pieces to this. How do I come at this? And we happen to be starting to build a home. And when I saw the architect's plans, I was like, that's it. It's in stages and it's in pieces. And so that's how I came up with that. But the first thing I would say is you have to have a solid foundation. Everything that we will talk about and address when it comes to body image, if the word of God, if Jesus is not the foundation that we're standing on, it's going to be tricky. Even when I go to process trauma, I want to be standing on Jesus in the firm foundation of his word. Even when I go and we talk about, you know, demolishing idols because body image, definitely we, we can have some idols in our lives of thinking, oh, this pursuit of the perfect body or whatever, it comes back to Jesus. It comes back to that firm foundation. And so uh, we have to start just like as building a house, you start with that foundation. And if the foundation isn't good, you shouldn't keep building. (laughs) You need to halt the building and come back and say, okay, let's get that foundation in order first. Then we can go through and we can work on some different Thing. So that's the first thing. And then along the way, of course, there's all kinds of, like I said, there's multiple layers. Um, another one that comes to mind is the uh, cognitive triangle, which is the thoughts, feelings, and behaviors. I know a lot of when it comes to body stuff, people like to go for behavior modification. And that's the thing we're going after, just like the trying to lose weight is a behavior modification versus going after the core beliefs, thoughts, and emotions that are affecting uh, the behaviors that we are doing. So those are just a couple of the things I'm happy to elaborate in any of the areas if you'd like me to. Yeah. Well, Rachel, what I want to say, what I love about your book, first of all, it's beautiful, but it's interactive. And so tell us a little bit about, because it's not just the book, there's also videos and there's creative elements to this. And I I think what makes this good is it's not just good for you, but you could do this with a friend. You could do this in a small group. You could do this with your church group. So tell us about that and, and how people can find and do that. 
Yes. And that has been very fun to watch this book come to life. One of the reasons it was important to me to have all those elements in the book is because, as I mentioned, my body image struggle and then journey for years was private. And especially as women, when it comes to our bodies, we are very private and it's understandable. I get that. My husband and I own a, a medical practice. Like I get that our health journeys are private. But this area of body image, my heart is, you know, even today, us sitting here chatting, I want to see women start talking to each other about it in, yeah. in, in a healthy, productive way, um, because that's where the real healing lies when we come into community with each other and we say, oh, my goodness, yeah, I've had those thoughts, too, or, oh, yeah, I've, I've struggled with that, too, or I've gone through something similar, or when we are going through a season change that we can ask for prayer and just be honest with each other. Uh, Cause we see the fitness industry talking all the time about how can we improve our body? How can we change our body? How can we do this, that, and the other? And I want to see the church start to rise up and the body of Christ start to rise up and say, wait, we have some things to say too about, about this uh, topic. And so, yes, I want people to do this in groups together, but then even if they're not able to do it in a group together, I did lay out the book in a way where you get to journal and color because I believe, while I do believe the words I wrote are powerful, I believe the real healing comes when we create space to pause long enough to say, okay, Lord, what are you saying to me right now? Because it's amazing to me. I've got about 160 ladies who are um, going through the book right now on the launch team. And the coolest thing to me, and this is just the Holy Spirit for you, when they're talking about their key takeaways from the chapter, I'm like, hmm, I didn't write that in the chapter. So that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> like that just, it just mm-hmm. confirms to me that the yeah. Lord's already doing what my heart for the book was. And that is creating that space. Let him speak whatever it is he's wanting to. And I will humble myself and say, Lord, that's okay. If we wrote on one topic, but if that woman needed to hear this from you in that chapter, then awesome. It's just like the sermons. We've all had those moments. We're like, oh, that thing you said. And the pastor's like, I don't think I said that. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for being with us, Rachel. It is a treat. I endorsed this book and was happy to do so. So I hope everyone listening will go get a copy for themselves and a woman that they love, that they can go through it with her and maybe even a group like we talked about. So Rachel, tell us where to get the book and also tell us about your podcast. I was recently your guest again, which I loved. And so I want people to know about that too. Yes, for sure. Well, the book, you can go to imagerestoredbook.com. That's where you can find all the things about it. And then, of course, wherever books are sold, it's there as well. Uh, and then my podcast is called Real Talk with Rachel. And I'm much like y'all are here. Of we, I don't send my guests questions because I'm like, I just want to talk to you. I don't want yeah. you to can an answer for me. And we do. We talk about stuff that I feel like needs to be discussed more. And again, you can find that wherever you listen to your podcast. My main hub is rachelgilbert.com and you can find all the things there. Thank you guys for having me. It's been fun. Listen, thanks for what you do. It matters and it's making a difference. And we loved getting to talk with you today. And that's it for today's episode. Thanks for going deeper, becoming freer and connecting with us. More Than Small Talk is a part of the KLRC Podcast Network and is produced by Kara Culver. 
Show notes and resources are available on the More Than Small Talk page on klrc.com. You can also join us in our Facebook group. Subscribe to More Than Small Talk on your favorite app so you won't ever miss an episode.